Welcome to the podcast for Zion Stone United Church of Christ, located in the Lehigh Valley of Pennsylvania. I'm Pastor Mike Landsman, and these podcasts are taken from my weekly Sunday morning sermons. We pray that they will bless you, and we would love for you to come visit us and make our church home, hopefully, become your church home. Here's what we have for today. Good evening. So as I sat writing this sermon the other night, I thought to myself, I wonder how many people sitting out there will be thinking, here we go again. Another Ash Wednesday. Another Lent. For many of you, this is, I don't know, your umpteenth Ash Wednesday, right? But for me, I think it's my third or my fourth. It's a relatively new experience for me, so bear with me. You might be thinking to yourself, another Lent has begun, another Ash Wednesday. Pastor Mike is going to smear ashes on me, and he's going to tell me I'm going to die. How is that supposed to help me feel good about myself? How is that supposed to help me at all? Why are we focusing on something so morbid? Aren't churches supposed to help me feel good about myself? Why did I come to hear about repentance and penitence? Because that makes me uncomfortable. I've thought that way, brothers and sisters, and sometimes I still do think that way. And this is why this season is so important for us, because it challenges us and it pushes us. There's so many ways to address those thoughts, but tonight I'm going to speak for a short while on something called memento mori. Does anybody know what memento mori is? Our pure, I just read this the other day, and I wish I could remember where I found it so I could cite them properly, but I read an article the other day that talked about our Puritan ancestors, right? The Puritans are part of the DNA of our denomination. They probably would be angry at the, the picture of Jesus on the wall because they were very much into four bare walls, maybe a cross. But if you went into their graveyards, there were skulls and, and things like that all over the place. And that was a reminder to them of a memento mori. It means, it's a Latin phrase, and it means remember that you are mortal, or it could also mean remember you're going to die, or remember your death. And this has, memento mori is, is, is something in Lent has deep roots in our faith, but it's not just a stark reminder of the transience of life and the inevitability inevitability, excuse me, of death, because it encourages examination of our lives. Many of you know, I've been doing clinical hours at the, at the hospital, and some of you have been wondering, how is that going to reflect uh, in, in my preaching? There have been people there who are near or are at death's door. I've stood in the ICU praying over a barely conscious man who has taken a turn for the worst, and I've sat and I've prayed with people suffering, suffering with, with advanced stage cancer who bravely fight on even as their body fades. Now doing this, working with people in the hospital is emotionally draining, as well as spiritually rewarding for both myself and for them. And I think working at a hospital is a reminder of just how quickly things can change for someone. I might develop this further later on, not tonight, but in other sermons or maybe in some writing. But I think that memento mori, hospitals, all this sort of thing is a, a potent inoculation against the prosperity gospel, which lies to us and says, if you have enough faith, 
you'll never really have any problems or you'll just skate through life. Ties back in with, churches are supposed to make me feel good about myself. And the hospital, like the memento mori of Lent, is in a sense something that reorients us. It kind of helps us remember what matters and to shape our lives around what matters. And St. Paul, in one of tonight's readings, he said this, Therefore we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Now this, brothers and sisters, is very strong language. To implore means to entreat or to beg. And I can feel the emotion in St. Paul as he writes to the Corinthian Christians. Now think about this for a second. We are Christ's ambassadors and we are making the appeal. He is making, God is actually making the appeal. He says, through us, on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. A lot of times we take this text of scripture, and I've done this, we turn it to mean, or, or, we, or we think of it to mean something evangelistic. Like I'm going to tell a friend, God is sending me out to talk to my friends and family about Christ and to implore them, be reconciled to God. And in a sense, that's absolutely true. But there's something more going on here in this text. The people that St. Paul is writing to here, they are already Christians. They are not people who are outside the faith. They are people who have brought inside the faith. And St. Paul is begging Christians to be reconciled to God. And we think, haven't they already been reconciled to God through Christ? And the answer is, yes, they have. But their division and their discord has fractured them. And schism has divided them. And they have let discord reign. And then this has had an effect on them spiritually as well. A few verses earlier, St. Paul, that those who are in Christ are a new creation. The old has passed away. But yet here they are. They still need to be reconciled to God. Brothers and sisters, this teaches us that reconciliation with God is not a one-and-done deal. We don't come to faith, believe in Jesus, get handed a get-out-of-hell-free card, and are left alone to live how we want to. How we live, brothers and sisters, matters. And to the things we turn our hearts and desires towards, that shapes who we are and who we are in the process of becoming. And if we turn our hearts towards sin and death, it orients us towards sin and death. And this is why we need the, the memento mori of Lent. We need to be reminded that our lives on this earth are short, that jo what Job says is true, that we wither like flowers. One day, like St. Paul reminds us, we will be called to give an account for what we have done in our body. Ash Wednesday reminds us of this. It orients us as we begin the penitential season of Lent to throw ourselves on the goodness and love of Jesus Christ. And because it orients us towards Jesus Christ, we have hope. Because what happens after the crucifixion, brothers and sisters, is the resurrection and the empty tomb. Death is destroyed. Christ is triumphed. And this is what keeps the memento mori, the remembering that you are mortal, remember your death. This is what keeps that part of Lent from getting morbid and dark is because of Jesus Christ. It is because of the empty tomb. The Son of God died for us in our place so we could be reconciled to God, that death would not have the last word over us. 
St. Paul continues to write in the same chapter as we heard Ray read it, but I'll read it again, this piece. For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Working together with him, then we appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain. Jesus was our sin offering. He was made to be the sin offering for us so we could be reconciled to God. But we can receive the grace of God in vain, brothers and sisters. And so I implore you, and I look at myself. I've had a mirror here. I'd I'd hold it up and look at my own face because I'm not exempt from this. I get to stand up and say this, but that doesn't exempt me from being responsible for it myself, right? That mirror has to turn on me too, that I can receive the grace of God in vain. And so, brothers and sisters, tonight I implore you, as we begin the season of Lent, do not receive the grace of God in vain. Continually be reconciled to God. And as we remember that we are dust, and to dust we shall return, also remember this, brothers and sisters, that the hope of the resurrection in Jesus Christ is a sure and certain thing for those who are in him. That that dust that we are reminded we will return to will be transformed, like we talked about on Sunday, will be transfigured into the image of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Keep that in mind this evening and through all of Lent. And I implore you, brothers and sisters, do not receive the grace of God in vain and continually be reconciled to God. To our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, be our glory together with his Father who is from everlasting and his all-holy good and life-giving spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening to the podcast for Zion Stone United Church of Christ. If these sermons have been a blessing to you, I ask that you take a few minutes and help us if you could. We've recently begun fundraising efforts for some repairs that our building really, really needs. If you could, go to our Facebook page, Zionstone United Church of Christ, or our website, zionstoneucc.com. You'll see a link to a fundraising page we've set up at GoFundMe, which I'll include in the description of this episode and all episodes moving forward gofundme.com slash UCC. If you could help us out, we would greatly appreciate it. Also, please keep us in prayer as we go through this fundraising process. You can also, please, if you have some time, rate us on iTunes, and you can also find this podcast on Spotify as well. Thank you so much for listening, and God bless you.